This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omiyal Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Pulse 95. It's the Future Talk with myself, Hany Balkis and Omnia Saleh. And today does feel like a Thursday, Omnia, for some <laughs> reason. But unfortunately, it is still Monday and we're still getting on our week. Isn't that right, Omnia? Yes, indeed. And I'm pretty sure lots of children are currently in school pursuing their education in the old-fashioned way that we have always gotten used to, based mm. on memorizing lots of repetition and recitation. You know what they say, what's broken, what's not broken, don't fix it, but... True. But today... Are we not fixing, but innovating, Omnia? Exactly. Today we're trying to change the equation a little bit because... Gamification is definitely becoming a part of the future of education and we're finding more and more uh, schools, parents who are becoming more involved in getting their children to witness Mm. education, to actually practice the form of learning by implementing the different skills and through role play. So why is it important for children to experience the world of work in that way? We're going to be talking all about that. And the man of the hour for today is actually the global director of education of Kidzania in Mexico and the United Kingdom, Professor Dr. Ger Graus, who's going to be telling us all about what it means uh, to have role play becoming a part of the future of education, but also what has worked in the past and what is currently coming up for Kidzania in the future. All in this, all of this and more is coming up right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse 95, 4215, do text us in. Let us know if you have any questions for the man of the hour. And if you cannot text us in for any reason possible, at Pulse 95 Radio on Instagram, we're going to having a short break, but we're going to leave you with Happy by Pharaoh Williams. So stay tuned. You're You're listening listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Future Talk with Omiyal Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. What do you want to be when you grow up? A question that we have heard over and over again as children and even as young adults. But... This question is definitely having a new meaning with uh, the brink. You know, we're on the edge of a fourth industrial revolution. Mm -hmm. And with the future being around the corner, let's say, uh, this the answer to this question is actually becoming very, very different. Instead of just listening to teacher, doctor, engineer, we're hearing astronaut, AI manager, uh, you know, robotic engineer, Mm. uh, programmer. So lots of new roles are entering the market. And this is exactly what we're going to be talking about. Why is it important to have children experience all these different roles? And we're going to be talking to the global director of education of Kidzania in Mexico and the UK, Professor Dr. Ger Graus. Welcome to the studios of Pulse95. Thank you. I always wanted to be a radio presenter. So oh, you're getting to live your dream for the day. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Now, what to kickstart off this interview? Kind of tell me a little bit about yourself. So I uh, I grew up in the Netherlands uh, mm-hmm. in a coal mining area. My my hero was my coal miner grandfather, mm-hmm. and um, and he uh, he was my role model in 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 many ways. I went to school in the Netherlands. I went to university in the Netherlands, and then. After I graduated, I wanted to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. And there were no teaching jobs available in Holland because teachers were very well paid. So mm-hmm. I looked in a newspaper called The Times Educational Supplement and I saw a job advertised in the UK, one year only teacher of German, Taverham High School, Norwich. So mm-hmm. I got on a ferry, flights were too expensive in those days. <laughs> and I moved to the, to the UK for, 
for one year, which became thirty-five. Wow! Oh wow! And you taught for how long in that? So I was in that school uh, for five years, and it was probably well, it was one of the best experiences of my life, working experiences,、mm-hmm. because it was a new school. So it was like walking in in fresh snow. Right, and 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 it was a small school,、mm-hmm. so you know you know the name of every child, and you know stuff about every child and their interests you know the parents, and, and their aptitude and everything.、Mm-hmm. And then I and I worked with a brilliant head teacher, Mrs. Danes, and、um, and then I moved to 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 a very big school in in Kingston upon Hull on the coast on the north east coast in England. So I moved from a school with five hundred children to a school with two and a half thousand children. And and you learn. I have I have this thing about everything you do, whether it's good or bad. You should learn something. And what I learned in my small school in Norwich was that knowing every child is a really good thing because you can adapt how you work with children. And what I learned about the big school in in Hull was that working in big schools where you don't even know the names of all your colleagues, let alone the children, is a matter of economics and not of educational、mm. quality. And the lesson learned was. In the UK, certainly, and I would put it globally, most so-called education decisions are made for economic reasons.、Mm. It's quite interesting that you mentioned that because it's kind of like you've been experiencing your work field or learning about your work field through experience, which is basically、yes. what you've been doing with Kadenia.、Yes. Because,、uh, for those of you who don't know, it's actually basically an interactive city. It's available around the globe and right here in the UAE, where children anywhere between the age of one to fourteen can choose a job, can choose a profession, and、uh, who knows, maybe one day they will actually be that profession. Being influenced by Kizania. Exactly, and、uh, a question for you, Professor, is the fact that in the past, you know, we used to see a very limited number of jobs available for kids to try out, and、uh, these jobs were, you know, the ones that they would physically see their teachers become,、uh, their uncles, their aunts. But now, with the advanced advancements in technology that we are witnessing, do you find the different roles that kids can play in this area becoming a lot different? It, it's it's about you mentioned the fourth industrial revolution.、Uh, re- industrial level revolutions have had influences on education. So the industrial revolution that was in the UK mm. Mm. and that many say started in the UK was one of mass production. So what you needed was lots of people to be able to be skilled enough to do the same job、mm. a million times over: shipbuilding, coal mining, steel industry, whatever it was. The、routine jobs, yeah, repetitive, yeah. basically, and and literally, you know, there's a comedian called Billy Connolly, who says that in Glasgow, the school doors opened, and at the same time, the shipyard doors opened,、mm-hmm. and you just walked from one to the other, and that's so. So that was the focus of education, mass production and mass education. You move to, we're on the threshold of the fourth industrial revolution, and it's about personalized. There is no mass.、Mm-hmm. Employment anymore.、True. It is individual. So our ed- education needs to reflect that.、Mm-hmm. And、yes. how has that been happening when it comes to role play? Has it been a lot more personalized? It it has, and it it has in terms of the world of work. It has in terms of schooling.、Mm-hmm. And I want to say something later about the difference between schooling and education. There there is a distinct difference. There is a difference.、There's、What is di- that di- difference? The difference is that schooling is effectively. 
The school is the place where children are taught what the government wants children to be taught, mm -hmm. which is what we describe as the national curriculum. Mm -hmm. Going to the museum, to the gallery, going to a restaurant and going to Kidzania, to the zoo, whatever it is, these are experiences that you learn outside that schooling field. Mm -hmm. and, and in many ways, what outer school experiences offer is the theory into practice, mm. is the appliance of the science. Do you think schools are going to live with VR, AR becoming a reality? I mean, will kids in the future even be going to school anymore? Yes, of course they will. They will still physically will. go to of school. Course. Of course they yeah. will. Of course they will. Schools are brilliant places in the middle of communities where people can come together and where mm. kids, kids meet their friends, kids meet their mentors. And there but will with holograms happening, they could but, still meet them. Yeah, but, but you can all social interaction is always True. better physical. Yes. It's always better physical. And I believe uh, school going to school is, is a life experience as it is itself. It's more than just and what you it learn. teaches you. Because, for example, Omnia, you could say you want to become an astronaut and I want to become a doctor. Yeah. I might get influenced by your choice True. of profession and try it out. And try it out. But a uh, very nice conversation. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to ask professor more questions so stay tuned right here on pulse 95 you're listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 future talk with Omnia al and Hany Balkis on pulse 95 Welcome back to Pulse 95, your future talk. And always the topic, I say this every time we have a guest, <laughs> the topics off air are always funner than the topics on air. But uh, we're having a very, very interesting conversation. And something, a lot of school kids are coming on right now. They're listening to Future Talk, tuning into Pulse 95. And we're bringing you something close to home, aren't we, Omnia? Yes, indeed. And actually, the, it's interesting that you mention it because... I just realized my cousin and all of his friends tune in in the bus on tune their in? way back from school. Let's give him a quick shout out. Yeah, shout out. His name is Kusai, so Kusais. shout out to him. Uh, Kusai. What's Kusai? It's Kusai. It's Kusai. Um, but going back to you, Professor Dr. Ger Graus, who is the Global Director of Education of Kidzania in Mexico and the UK, um, we were talking a little bit about how the format is when it comes to implementing role play. And a lot of... Uh, Parents tend to be a little worried about children understanding the concept of money very, you know, very realistically too early, if that makes sense. So there's the combination, there's the, you know, the, the, the debate, the, the, the fear of them becoming materialistic. Exactly. That mm -hmm. all they care about is how to acquire the most money from the best job, from the best job, even though they don't enjoy it, but they're making their pockets happy. It's, it's an interesting concept. So first of all, role, role play mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't stand on its own. Role play mm -hmm. follows role modeling. Mm -hmm. so, so whatever you play, you copy. Mm -hmm. yeah? and, and that in itself, and our research about which we might speak a little bit later, yeah. has some very important messages there. So when you come to Kidzania, you get Kidzanian money and you have to earn and then you can spend and you can save and you get your... ATM card and you can and you get interest. Yeah. Remember that when you come to Kidzania that and parents find this very difficult mm. that you are not meant to interfere as a True. grown up. So grown ups are there to be seen and not heard. So the children, what is very evident from the research is two things. One is when children leave Kidzania, they understand the concept of money. They understand that you have to earn to spend. Mm. They understand 
that when you open a bank account, mm-hmm. that you get interest yeah. and that you can save money. Mm-hmm. And we're doing some work, early, early preparatory work with the World Bank on looking at different attitudes to money in different countries. And uh, it's interesting because you actually mentioned a little bit about the study that you did on different children from different parts around the world, different races, different genders. And I'm interested to know a little bit about the, some of the results of that study. So um, so what we did, we, as, as your listeners may know, when you come to Gizania, you get a bracelet. That mm. bracelet is a security bracelet. And we can track you in whichever activity you are so that if your parents need you, we can find you very quickly. That, mm-hmm. That's why it was set up. But of course, it then also logs a child anonymously, mm. logs a child's activity. So I had this thought some years ago globally, what about if we looked at children's first choices? Mm-hmm. Let's take enormous samples. So we took 60,000 in the UK, quarter of a million in Mexico, 120,000 in Mumbai, 80,000 in Istanbul, and and so it goes. And we took the samples and we looked at what children's first choices were. Mm. And then we looked at who the children were. Were they boys or were they girls? Mm. Were they 4 or 14? Were they by zip code? Were they from affluent areas Mm. or, or not? Mm. And we then analyzed that against national statistics. Mm-hmm. And we published those findings. Mm. And some of those findings, I'll, I'll, give them, I'll give you the headlines, if I may. <laughs> so first and foremost, all stereotypes are set at the age of four. Mm. So if you go into the airplane, there are two activities in an airplane, cabin crew and pilot. Pilot, 95% boys, cabin crew, 90% girls. Oof. Wow. At, so they have these stereotypes at, embedded at the age of four? At the age of four. And we suspect earlier, because, we, but we can't measure earlier. Yeah. The second one is that there's almost no change between the age of four and 14. They pick the same thing. Yeah. So, so the stereotype remains. Mm. So girls choose, in inverted commas, girls' jobs and boys choose. Is this globally? This is globally. Right. Wow. And, and okay. that is, so that asks questions about the quality mm. of STEM education or STEM schooling. That also asks all sorts of questions in terms of role modeling. The third finding, and I'm looking at you now, <laughs> yeah, the third finding is globally, mm. almost all girls, regardless of their background, mm. choose activities below their age range. Eight-year-old girls mm. choose six-year-old activities. Mm. Eight-year-old boys yeah. choose nine-year-old activities. They underestimate themselves. So there's a confidence thing, right? Mm. And then the final finding is, or the final but one, <laughs> a finding is that children can only aspire to what they know exists. This mm. is about role modeling. So children from deprived backgrounds will never choose the aeroplane, the radio station, the television studio, or the theater as so their first Because they familiar. haven't seen it. you know. Because they haven't experienced exactly. it. So, so the role of Kidzania and many other out-of-school hours learning opportunities mm. and experiences are to widen horizons, to open their eyes, and to let them experience. The final finding was that the findings are the same globally. Mm. So it is... It doesn't matter whether yeah. it's in Mexico or the yeah. UK. It is, it is classed as statistically... The differences are officially classed as statistically insignificant. Wow. So that's one study. One is, That's mm. one enormous study mm. with its findings. And of course, we now make those findings available to mm. OECD and to governments and all sorts of people. Because if I'm a teacher, going back to my days in Taverham, in Norwich... 
if I'd known my children better and had known that the girls in my class were lacking confidence, I would have planned my lessons better. Accordingly. If I'd known this as a parent with my 24-year-old, I would have done things differently with her when we were going to museums, galleries, libraries, or whatever we were doing. And it's interesting that you mention it because even though, uh, let's say, children in you know, impoverished countries, let's say, they may not be able to see the different roles that we talk about. They may not see what it's like to be, you know, an AI engineer or what it's like to be an astronaut. We can still use our education to show them what that could be like. Children need to write their own narrative of the possible. And it is our job. So we took 70,000 children from the slums in Mumbai to Kizania, Mumbai. Mm. And... After a while, you could see in those children, and our research shows in questioning those children, they constantly kept coming back with, I didn't think I could do this. I didn't think this was for me. A, co- a confidence boost in yes. a way. that yes. Now they have goals and dreams to strive yes. for so they can leave the yes. slums. Yes, indeed. I love it, honestly. Um, send in your questions on 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. What would you like to ask Professor Dr. Gergraus about the role play and how beneficial it could be in the future of education? But we're going to be taking a short break. And once we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about how can we incorporate this more successfully in education, in schools, uh, even when it comes to homeschooling. All this and more is coming up right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse95, but we're going to leave you with, leave you with a song. Song called Done For Me by Charlie Poots and Pulse 95. Stay tuned. This is Pulse 95. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omni Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Pulse 95 Future Talk. And we are getting ready to talk more about education. Yes, indeed. The future of education. And... To tell us more about it, we have with us in the studios of Pulse95, Professor Dr. Ger Graus, who is the Global Director of Education of Kidzania, Mexico and the United Kingdoms. Now, looking at uh, your insight and all of your research, Professor, one question that comes to mind is if right now you could design the classroom of the future, what would you do differently? Because you've done a lot of research on uh, you know, the format of classrooms nowadays, how beneficial are they and what can they be in the future? So what is your take on the design of a classroom? That's a very interesting question. I, I'm, so one, I'm not an architect. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and and I, think, I think there are beautifully designed classrooms mm-hmm. uh, which have little effect if the teaching is not brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think the question perhaps ought to be more about how should teaching change? Mm. Yeah, and then perhaps in order to accommodate that, the classroom should change accordingly. Mm-hmm. Mm. So clearly, uh, I, would, I would suggest that perhaps we already have the classroom of the future, and perhaps we've had it for many years. I go into some nursery schools and early years, and I see a level, of, a level of learning and collaboration and project work and experience-based learning amongst children that is unrivaled somewhere else. And it seems to be that as older, the, the older the children become, the more we have a desire to mm. put them in rows. Oh yes. So so maybe we should stop some of that. But but the I think linear format, yeah. you know, yeah. the teacher at the beginning yeah. of the class. The and then I, absolutely, stacked. and and then I think we need to come to the point where perhaps in in more and more, 
young people, my 14-year-old daughter should be a teacher. Mm. She should teach seven, eight, nine-year-olds how to use an iPad. She's much better at that than her teachers are. So the role 100%. of the existing teacher mm. perhaps becomes that one of the safeguarder and the facilitator. And I, incidentally, I also think we should pay my daughter for that. <laughs> yeah, because, because why should we not share, shift that kind of, that, that way of thinking as well. Um, I certainly think we need to be braver. We need to be braver in the use of technology in our future classrooms because, quite frankly, we had a blackboard. We now have a whiteboard. Uh, the only difference often is that there's less dust. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and are we really equipped to use a technology in that? But I think much more important. Now we have smart boards. Smart boards yeah, as well, well yeah. Depends. It, 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 we need smart teachers. Oh, yeah. And we need teachers to be trained to be smart in those kind of things. We the can't just give the technology, no. you need to train. It's a pointless exercise. And the question becomes, who, who is the teacher? Is the 14-year-old a better teacher in certain areas than the grown-up? And I think the answer is, is yes. But much more importantly, I think we need to connect much more what goes on in the classroom and in school mm. with what goes on in the real world. I travel all over the world. I ask children all over the world, why do you go to school? And the answer I get far too often is because I have to. Mm. And mm. I think it's a very sad answer. Even though in Finland, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they want to go to school. If you want to, you know, uh, give a child the penalty, you'll tell him don't go to school tomorrow. But the Finnish education system is an education system that in its ethos and mm. morality and content has developed over many years. Mm. Children go to school far later. Play mm. has far greater value. People are prepared to pay more taxes. You can't have a Finnish-style education model on American levels of taxation, for 100%. example. True. But I think the link between the purpose outside, the experiences outside. I walk into a classroom and I see children read Shakespeare. Yeah. Shakespeare was never written to be read. Oh, Shakespeare, I read Shakespeare. I'm, I'm, have I'm, you? I am very sorry that you did. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is there are issues about knowledge about Shakespeare, and knowledge of the play. But the but essence of it, go and watch it. Exactly. Mm. Take your kids to the theatre. Turn the theatre into a classroom. But we also had to act it out, which I think was a very beneficial form of learning. I couldn't agree more. But then we're, Again, back, role play. Then we're back to role play, aren't <laughs> exactly. we? Exactly. I just think we need to be much more creative in making sense of education and letting mm. children own their own learning. A child who's curious is a child who is incredibly, incredibly willing to, to learn. learn a child who doesn't know why they're there why would they be curious true definitely so that's the bit and the answers are simple that we have we have a, a horrible habit as adults to make things overcomplicated. just yeah. just keep it simple and put the child in the middle not the teacher not the classroom not the architect and not the ipad put the child in the middle and work that child's education mm -hmm. from there. Do you think uh -huh. teachers are going to be uh, are going to be replaced by robots Never. one day? Never. 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 The, the inter my, my daughter likes going to school mm. because the people the grown-ups she meets, mm -hmm. she loves. She gets that. No doubt there will be AI that passes on knowledge. Mm -hmm. But the empathy and the, the stimulus to learn The inspiration will always come from human to human contact. Teachers, rest assured, you're here to stay. I love that. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I, I think I personally think that uh, classrooms and uh, the digital classroom in a way that Omnia was saying to be homeschooled while having uh, a hologram mm. at, uh, at, at, at class. I feel like 
that is something too far-fetched in a way. Because too I, futuristic. I, too, too future, futuristic, and it's always better to have that physical uh, so, uh, socialization. I also think that very smart seven-year-olds will learn very quickly how to turn off a hologram. Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, th- th- they're more on the iPad down there. They, they, they probably know, know more technology than you and I. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, definitely. So if you have any questions for Professor Dr. Ger Graus, make sure you text us in on a 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be coming back to talk a little bit more about how role play is becoming more futuristic with new jobs being added. All this and more is coming up right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse95. 95. The job market is constantly changing and these changes are coming faster and faster. With them, our education system needs to definitely change. And to do that and to help us out with that, we're going to be talking a little bit about how we can incorporate role play with the jobs of the future and the education system of today and to tell us more about it we have with us in the studios of pulse 95 professor dr ger graus who is the global director of education of Kidzania, Mexico and United Kingdom. Welcome back to the studio. Thank you. Um, just, we want to know a little bit more about how different has role play been with the new advancements in technology that we are witnessing. Are we finding more jobs, let's say in AI engineering, becoming a part of role play, astronauts, etc.? I think in, in increasingly, uh, of course, we see technology creep into the activities, into the into the, the Kidzanian job market, so to mm-hmm. speak. Uh, and, but a very important part of this is that, that the role play is about realism mm. and it needs to reflect purpose. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why do it? True. So, so in the early days, certainly, I, I often used to get the comment, you need to do um, um, coding. Mm. And you say, why do we need to do coding? And say, well, because it's on the school curriculum. And then my answer is I'm actually not interested because schools can deal with that bit. The child needs to understand that the role play leads somewhere. So if coding in Kidzania, for example, means that the coding changes the traffic lights so that the ambulance can get to the burning building, then that coding has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And of course you'd want to do it. It's built on a reality in that case. Yes, because that's the whole concept of it is that you that things have a purpose. You produce the front page of a newspaper, which you can then take home so that you make learning visible. Mm-hmm. And and what you, what you award the child is a sense of achievement rather than a sense of attainment. Mm-hmm. And we all like to be successful. It's a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also for children to make up their mind as to what they don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an incredibly important thing to realize and argue with yourself actually I didn't like that I'm not going to do that bit Mm. it is as important to do that as it is to realize I want to be a YouTuber in Sao Paulo or an astronaut in Dallas and Abu Dhabi or I want to go down the diamond mine in Moscow or all these new things that are constantly appearing they need to try them out for themselves and this is I think the one piece of advice you'll, we can you'll, give you'll to everyone tuning in You'll never know until you try right it. Exactly. Absolutely. You'll never know Absolutely. until you try it. Exactly. Um, lots to take in from this episode. Thank you so much, Professor Dr. Gergaus, for coming in today. Um, yeah, and it, w- it was so fun having you on air and off air as well. Good off air conversation. My pleasure. I'll happily come back soon if you want me <laughs> Definitely. to. Definitely. Yeah. I think Thanks. we all took uh, one piece of advice or another that we could implement in our day to day life. But 
Future Talk is coming to an end and the halftime show is just about to start with Omar al-Duri. You're, you're going to be getting your quick roundup of everything that's happening in the sports world, mental health and physical health. So make sure you stay tuned right here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.